the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Washington, Jefferson, and Lincoln are all out. That's right. San Francisco School Board voted 6-1 to one to rename 44 city schools. Washington and Jefferson owned slaves, in case you hadn't heard. Lincoln freed the slaves, but he was also mean to some indigenous people. That, uh, I'm not sure exactly what the charges were there. But anyway, that disqualified him. Some other presidents who were canceled, uh, McKinley and Roosevelt. Now, they actually weren't sure which Roosevelt uh, the school was named after. It's a Roosevelt Middle School, uh, which should tell you something. But uh, they weren't sure whether it was Teddy or Franklin D., but they canceled it anyway. They're going to change the name anyway. So what are you supposed to think if you have kids in those schools? Are you supposed to uh, agree with it and then tell them what bad people Washington, Jefferson, and Lincoln were? I mean, you can't send them to another school district, so you're stuck. But you could if we had school choice, and uh, you may not be aware, but this week is National School Choice Week. And when we uh, come back after our uh, first break here at 5.30 in our second half hour, uh, I will have Corey DeAngelis, School Choice Director at the Reason Foundation, uh, to talk about how COVID-19 is affecting that movement and um, whether or not uh, it, when this insanity is over that you may see a lot more people choosing not to go to public schools. Meanwhile, here are some other people who have been canceled by that uh, San Francisco school board, no longer having their names on schools. James Garfield, uh, James Monroe, Herbert Hoover. I don't know what Herbert did. Um, I don't know what James and uh, uh, James and James did. Garfield and Monroe. I, I don't know what they did, but anyway, they're bad people apparently. Um, Robert Louis Stevenson, the author, he's out. No idea what uh, his uh, um, crime was. And here's one for you. I, I I didn't get to read into all the you know reasons why. Paul Revere. Okay, his name's been taken off of a uh, school. Now, what did Paul do? Since <laughs> Paul Revere, was he too mean to his horse? Uh, at least the mayor of San Francisco, London Breed, was opposed to it. She said they should be focusing on more important things like, you know, getting kids into class. And a guy named Mark Sanchez, who was on the school board, said that the decision is a moral message, quote, unquote. Quote, it's a message to our families, our students, and our community. It's not just symbolic. It's a message that you're an idiot and shouldn't be have anything to say with what goes on in anybody's school. But that's just the message I'm getting. Anyway... Um, and that's a guy you would want your kids to escape from, isn't it? Uh, Mark Sanchez there. Coming up in our second half hour, as I said, we will talk about school choice. But coming up after the break, we're going to take a break in the action and do a little sports, sort of. Barry Bonds, the Hall of Fame, steroids, and the media with former Channel 11 sports guy John Fetko. Stick around. Still paying outrageous premiums for your health insurance, or maybe you settled with a ministry plan, some short-term medical or limited benefit plan that lacks the coverage you need? This is John Stoggerwald from my friends at Marley Financial. And every agency offers the same stuff, well, except Marley Financial. Marley Financial now offers a unique ACA clone that looks, feels, and most importantly, acts just like a Blue Cross plan. In fact, it's even better. You can go to any hospital or facility anywhere in the country. They'll actually waive your deductible for inpatient and surgery. Does your plan do that? Plus, they can customize your plan to reduce your costs for the rest of your life. Contact Marley Financial today, 724-884-1496. You don't have to wait until open enrollment, 724-884-1496, or visit MarleyFG.com. Nobody does health insurance like Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the marketplace. 724-884-1496 at MarleyFG.com. Wow. I think we can all agree that a lot went wrong in 2020. 
But you can start 2021 off right with a resolution to help protect your identity and personal info using LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. The sad truth is, one in five people have been a victim of identity theft. But LifeLock alerts you to potential threats to your identity. And they see more than you can when you just monitor your credit. Like your info for sale on the dark web. And if there's a problem, LifeLock's U.S.-based restoration specialists know the steps to take to help resolve your case. Of course, no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But LifeLock is the New Year's resolution that helps you protect what you've worked so hard for. Get 25% off your first year with promo code SMART at LifeLock.com. That's promo code SMART for up to 25% off at LifeLock.com. If you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950. The reviews are amazing as this is one product that actually works. With water, it breaks down the bonds of stains and odors so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial component removes pet odors from carpet and padding. It can be used in a carpet cleaning machine and it's green, so it's safe for your family and pets. Genesis 950 is made in America. If you are tired of pet cleaners that don't work, it's time to buy Genesis 950. One gallon of industrial strength Genesis 950 makes up to seven gallons of cleaner. But Genesis 950 is not just for pet stains. It's great for bathrooms, kitchens, floors, upholstery, and grease stains. Consider Genesis 950 before purchasing new carpets. Genesis 950 has great customer service. Order one gallon direct at Genesis950.com to receive a free spray bottle, free shipping, and a $10 coupon using code PETS. Genesis950.com. That's Genesis950.com. Discount only available at Genesis950.com. Genesis 950, much cheaper than replacing your carpets. Parents, let's be honest. Many high school and college age kids seem to have little direction these days. That might be true for your son or daughter. They spend a lot of time gaming, hanging with friends, but nothing seems to lead them on a path to adulthood. You may want them to go to a four-year university, but nah, their grades just don't warrant it. Their lack of passion and direction makes you wonder if a four-year university would even be a wise investment. Here's a better route to consider. The Full Stack Software Development Program from Steve Wozniak, available through SalemCareerHub.com. They'll learn real-life work skills that are marketable and in high demand right now. And at SalemCareerHub.com, you can sign up for these courses at 50% off their regular price. Talk it over with your kids and get them out of the basement. They're probably as anxious as you are to move forward and just need a little push. The place to start? SalemCareerHub.com. You can also call 866-711-6275. 866-711-6275. Or SalemCareerHub.com. Warning. Listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Let's take a break from the action and uh, do some sports. Be maybe a few minutes. We're not talking about uh, what's going on in Washington or COVID. But as you know, uh, the show, when we do, it's not the nose stuff very often or ever. I want to talk about Barry Bonds not getting into the Hall of Fame, but also about steroids and the media's involvement in all of this. So I brought in a guy who was in Pittsburgh TV, covered Barry Bonds for as long as I was, John Fetko. How you doing, John? Hi, John. Always an honor to be on your show. Just incredible respect for you and what you do. You're, you really do a fabulous job on this show. So thanks for all you do hey. and your voice. Thanks. Thanks. Hey, so uh, I know you've been away from it for a while, but but uh, you you follow sports still. Let's start with this. Uh, should Barry Bonds be in the Hall of Fame? Absolutely, 100%. And I covered all of Barry Bonds' career here in Pittsburgh, except for the very, very beginning. I got here in October of 1987. So obviously I got to really cover the glory years when he was here. He was yeah, the yeah. greatest baseball player I ever saw. That, oh, I mean, I don't know what else to say to you. The Baseball Hall of Fame is supposed to be a place where you go and you say, well, here's you know the great players of all time. You can throw in all the stuff you want on his plaque or in his whatever you're going to put in the Hall of Fame about him, about the steroid stuff or elbow pads or anything else. He was the greatest baseball player I ever saw. It's insane that he's not in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Okay, so um, I, I don't. To me, it's not so much about whether he should be in the Hall of Fame because he would be in the Hall of Fame if he hadn't uh, put on fifty pounds of muscle and started hitting home <laughs> runs at a ridiculous rate when he was thirty-eight years yeah. old. 
because he I was agree. a good, you know, he was a he was a Hall of Fame caliber player before all that. So I agree, I agree with um, that. So I don't hear I never I don't very often hear or ever hear anybody separate the whether he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame and how legitimate his home runs are. There's the last uh, I don't know hundred home runs, one hundred and fifty home runs that he hit. Um, Probably more than you that. Know, we're we're because of steroids, yeah. I would think. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I mean, you know, can my, you separate that? Because go ahead. No, because I just uh, I sent you a, an article, uh, and we'll talk about it. it was but a great the, article. That, it's a fascinating thing that this guy came up with. He's a mechanics uh, consultant with several major league teams now, and he I have uh, I've talked about it here. I tried to get him on the show. He wouldn't do it. He said he's not allowed to do this because of the teams he works for for, for some reason. But um, mm-hmm. he uh, he said he's even more convinced now than he ever was that that elbow pad, which is not a pad, it was actually a contraption that helped him yeah. swing uh, that and have more power and uh, a consistent swing, uh, that that is what, uh, more even more so than the steroids, helped him hit home runs. So my point is, um, you know, Henry Aaron just died a week and a half ago or last week, um, and he's no longer the, the, the home run leader in, in all of ba- in history of baseball, but, you know, can you separate... Uh, Bonds being allowed to be in the Hall of Fame despite the steroids uh, from whether or not we can at least discuss how legitimate his home run records are? Absolutely. And listen, um, Sammy Sosa, same thing. You know, I mean, Sammy Sosa you know, yeah. ballooned up. He's obviously on some yeah. performance-enhancing drugs. It doesn't take away from the incredible show they put on. Same with Mark McGuire. I mean, again, we get down now to John. This can, this is very this is a very pertinent topic I believe in these days and everyone's getting canceled I mean, you never know we may be off here yeah. in five minutes from what we're talking about if Jack Dorsey right. gets a hold of us I mean it, it gets down to exactly the major topic I believe of today's age of censorship who's determining who the cheater is who's determining mm-hmm. did Pete Rose take greenies did 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 Hank Aaron take greenies I don't know and who's Determining it. Who's the arbiter of who's a cheater and who's not? Did Barry Bonds yeah. cheat? Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably a lot, you know? But here's the bottom line. So are the pitchers. So were the pitchers. And I don't know how yeah. many of the pitchers Barry Bonds faced were on steroids, but I'm telling you, they were taking them too. There's just no yeah. doubt in my mind. I covered those locker rooms. The pitchers were mooses. They were giant with big arms and big legs. So who are we going to blame? Barry Bonds or the pitchers? And who's going to be the arbiter? The media? <laughs> okay, now we're going to get into a whole other topic. The media shouldn't be picking these people. In my opinion, you put in the guys who were the greatest of their era. Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, they both cheated. They're both the greatest of their era. Put them in the Hall of Fame. And then write all you want in there about how they, you know, took performance in hamming drugs and, you know, and I love the Barry Bonds elbow article you sent me. It made total sense, and I totally believe it. But Major League Baseball yeah. should have told him not to wear it. <laughs> That's my right. opinion at the time. You can't wear this, Barry. Well, no, it, was, it was not illegal. It. it was not illegal yeah. at the time, and there was some, yeah. It's just, I mean, but, you know, you have you ever... You know what I mean? It's, I that you people can find that I'm up on my Twitter feed. Um, I'll it's put it back article. up there again. And it's true. In, in I believe a few it. minutes. But yeah, here's the thing: um, if if when you see the piece and you the on the on the cover of the story, they have his elbow pad circled, and I really never had paid attention until I read this story about the fact. Uh, I knew it was a big elbow pad, and I thought I didn't even like that. I, I was thinking about how quickly Bob Gibson would have hit him in the neck with a pitch just for wearing it, but. Um, I, I, I looked at that and I said, I, I had not ever realized how, what a contraption that thing was that he had on his elbow. Yeah, that was, it was, a, it was, it was a major, uh, it was a major contraption uh, and it definitely helped him hit. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so you, we're talking about the media. What about just not that, that, that's, that's a, one of the first things you learn in journalism is that you shouldn't be part of the story. And what's more a part of the Hall of Fame story, especially with baseball, than the than the writers? Every time we hear, yeah. about, you know, that's who that's who that's who they're talking about. Why the the writers didn't let him in? When you should be talking about Barry Bonds, and not the me- the media should not be talking about the media. Yeah, well, we get back to the media. I mean, the media's lost so much credibility around the world. 
I can't even, it, it just, it's, it's, it's impossible. You just want to try to try to find the truth these days. It's incredibly hard right. to find the truth. And we're absolutely living 1984. We're living it. We're living it. It's coming true. Yeah. Um, we're living Dwight, D., you know, Dwight, the pre- our great president, president Eisenhower, he wrote about, gave that famous speech. It's all come true. Um, mm-hmm. so uh, to me, um, you know, uh, the, should the media have some say in who gets in the Hall of Fame? Sure, but not the total say. Not the total. They should not be the total arbiters of who gets in the Baseball Hall of Fame, in my opinion. Now, and Bonds wasn't popular with the media, and that shouldn't be a factor no. in whether he gets in, but it is. So, uh, you know, that's that, that's going to – It shouldn't matter at Especially all. with a guy who's border on, you know. Yeah, it, should, it, should, it shouldn't matter at all. I mean, Ty Cobb wasn't a saint. It just shouldn't yeah. matter at all about – about things that, that, that it's what, 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 what you did on the field and, um, you know, what, what your, the eye test, did he pass the eye test in my opinion, because in, in different eras, you know, a home run in 1960, is not the same as a home run in, in 1998. It's just not okay. You had to, you had right. to see it, to believe it. So, right. uh, it was different errors and you, you got, you know, you, you have to, you have to have guys who, who have seen different errors like you and me and, and they, we should have, right. a, you know, guys like us should have a say in it that we're actually covered those things. Right, but that we shouldn't be the total arbiters. It, 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 you should have players. You should have GMs. You should have. You, sh- you should. You should. You, you can make a system where it becomes a better. Um, you know, you, you you get more of a spectrum. I definitely think. I definitely think players should have a say, and I definitely think uh, executives from from different eras should have a say. That's how I would do the Baseball Hall of Fame and media. We're talking to John Fedko, former uh, Channel Eleven sports guy like me for a million years in Pittsburgh. Um, so no, you covered Barry Bonds. <laughs> you covered Bonds. Now I I never had a problem one on one with him. I never he never was mean to me, or I don't remember him ever turning down an interview. But I didn't like him because of a uh, couple of things: things I saw him do to other people, and things I uh, heard that he did to people, and it had. Uh, nothing to do for me with his, you know, that he was mean to me. Uh, so uh, what was it like covering what, what did you think of him when you covered him? Did you ever have a problem with him? I had one problem with it, but I don't, I don't blame anybody for having a problem with me. I mean, I just don't. I, just, I, would, I would never do that. I, I think that's, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be that self-centered. Yeah. I, I covered that team on a daily basis like you did. I was down there doing my my early 5.30 sportscast live every home game, okay? Right. So I covered yep. that team as much as a beat writer did almost. I didn't go on the road with them, of course. Yeah. But home games, we were there. That's 80 games. So I, I, I come with a really good perspective on that entire team. The cancer in that team was Bobby Bonilla, in my opinion, okay? Mm-hmm. Bobby Bonilla was, was way worse than Barry Bonds, in my opinion, to deal with as far as a guy that was mean, just not a good person. And, of course, when he went to the big time, New York, everybody found that out. But mm-hmm. the problem was Barry Bonds, because he was so good, was the magnet for the, for the guy that everybody you know, said was a mean yeah. guy. I, I, I tried to do an interview with Barry Bonds in St. Louis right before um, a huge game. I followed him up an elevator. He wouldn't talk to me. Okay, he, he wasn't crazy. He didn't start yeah. effing me like Bobby Bonilla would do. <laughs> you know, right. He didn't go nuts like Bonilla would do. Uh, he just, you know, was was he he, he was kind of cordial when he blew you off. You know what I mean? He said, I'm just not yeah. going to talk. Um, he, uh, he, to me, you know, uh, I, I that and other than that, I had no problems with Barry Bonds. I mean, none. <laughs> I mean, he, he he wasn't. I had some problems with Van Slyke, who was mean a couple of times. Yeah. A lot of problems with Benia. I'm not talking about personally. I'm talking about just trying to do my job. Yeah, not yeah, a yeah. lot with Barry Bonds. Um, it was a difficult clubhouse. You know, baseball players back then, uh, they, 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 there was something about them. They were just they just hated the media, and um, it, it was it was uh, you know. And then there was the writers versus the TV people. It was a bizarre situation. It was like you know. Well, the difference, uh, John. The difference uh, now compared to then is that. Uh, when the era that you're talking about, the players still watched local news, and they knew who all the sports guys were on two, four, and eleven. Now uh, I would be surprised if half the Steelers could could give you the name of anybody who's doing local sports. Um, so I agree with that. They, oh, they, they don't. They, 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 they don't. watched no. uh, twenty years ago. They started watching ESPN. 
Now it's live stream. Yeah. They don't even watch television. They're not watching. So they're not watching uh, the 2021 20, uh, version of you, you and me doing the highlights yeah. at 11 o'clock. Nobody cares about it. They've seen them already. That's correct. So that, that, that has changed. But here's what the problem I had with Bonds, a couple of things. The story I heard, and I, was, I'm, I know it's 100% true, uh, that he refused to sign baseballs for Children's Hospital for KDKA's um, Christmas special, you know. They wanted to get the, yeah. the, the entire team to sign it, and everybody but Bonds would sign. I'm not, I'm not kidding you. And Yeah, well, uh, he was mad at the that, world, John. I mean, he, he was mad at the world. That's, that, that's, that's yeah. the best way I could describe. He was just mad at and the world. And then there's the story was... about the, the, uh, the grounds crew. A couple of guys from the PNC grounds crew Fancy yeah. Park grounds crew were killed in an accident uh, right around game time, right down there by the ballpark. And uh, one of the photographers for the Post Gazette um, went to the players to get just get any kind of memorabilia they'd be willing to donate, a signed hat, something to help raise money for the families uh, of the two guys who were killed. And you know, and, and they did that with players who came in from out of town because they they you know they were familiar with these guys. And they would get the visiting players to sign something, and then the family could auction it off, make some money. Now, Barry Bonds came back to town. They asked him about it, and he, he dropped a couple of F-bombs on him and told him to get out of his face. So I say I don't care if he ever gets in the Hall of Fame. He, my point, John, is he doesn't deserve to get what he deserves. So <laughs> if he doesn't get in, I'm... I... I, 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 I tend to forgive everybody, John. I, I, yeah. I don't hold any grudges against Barry Bonds or anybody else in the media who ever did anything to me. I think yeah. the guy belongs in the Hall of Fame because when I take my sons to the Hall of Fame, I want them to see the greatest of all time. And Barry right, Bonds was right. the greatest baseball player I ever saw live. <laughs> That's why. I- no, I've got to ask you something else. Um, I'm going to get off the sports because you were an educator for a while. You were president of uh, Vincentian Academy up in the North Hills. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, my next guest at 5.30 is going to be talking about school choice. This is uh, National School Choice Week, in case you didn't know. Um, okay. What would school choice, uh, I know you're not affiliated with this, I don't think you're affiliated with the school anymore, but what would school choice mean to a school like Vincentian? Oh, it would have saved it. I mean, it absolutely would have saved it. It would have saved it. It's a matter of survival. And... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, the, 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 the greatest thing about Catholic schools is it teaches character and it teaches God. <laughs> OK, yeah. two things that are, are not being taught very well in our public schools. And, um, you know, you, the, the, the parents, I believe, you know, you, you have you have a you have a much uh, a much greater control over the curriculum because you vote with your money and your feet. So right. to me, I mean, school choice is just, it's, it's essential. It's an essential topic. I'm glad you're having somebody on. But, I mean, this country needs needs God more than ever right now. And, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, Catholic schools are, are, are hurting, you know, incredibly right now. And so how about it, this? It's, it's you'll, you'll, you'll like this um, story. In San Francisco, the school board voted oh, six it. to— Yeah, okay. So you heard all the people who's, who are no yeah. longer— it can't be on the uh, incredible. Can't can't be have a school named after, including Abraham Lincoln. Though, I, yeah. Well, I mean, again, as as, it, as you know, nineteen eighty four, you erase history. You yeah. just erase yeah. it. You know, to 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 get to the socialist state, you have to erase history. And well, it's it's really incredible what's going on right now. The 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 the, the, the canceling of of history and 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 the, the censorship. Is absolutely yep. frightening with a capital F. Yep. It is absolutely frightening. Well, I'm out of time, John, and uh, you and I uh, got in when the getting was good, and got out when the getting was good. I think, and uh, I always ha- good to talk to you and have you on. Appreciate it. Well, thanks, John. I think it was a glory, uh, glory days of uh, of local television, not just because of you and I, but for a lot of the people that were on the air at that time. It was. Really a remarkable era of local television. So always great to talk to you, John. You're a legend. And thanks for all you're doing on your show. You're, you're, you're really a great, uh, a great voice of freedom. Hey, man, I appreciate it. Thanks for listening, too. Talk to you. We'll do this again. Always. Thanks. Th- thanks, John. Thank you. All right. That's John Fedko of the Fedko Zone. And we'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Biden has issued executive orders to cut oil, gas, and coal emissions and double energy production from offshore wind turbines. 
They target federal subsidies for oil and other fossil fuels and halt new oil and gas leases on federal lands and waters. There is political risk for the president and Democrats as oil and coal-producing states face job losses from these moves. The Federal Reserve has pledged to keep its low interest rate policies in place even well after the economy has sustained a recovery from the pandemic. Fed officials kept their benchmark short-term rate peg near zero today. And on Wall Street, stocks have been sharply lower and finished lower. The Dow off 633 points today. The Nasdaq 355 points lower and the S&P down 98. This is SRN News. Excuse me, why don't you have life insurance yet? I've got diabetes, and I know the price will be through the roof for the pre-existing condition. Well, actually, SelectQuote makes it easy to get very affordable life insurance, even if you have a health issue. I'm listening. You'll get quotes from some of the country's most trusted carriers. Even with your diabetes, you can get around $250,000 in insurance for as little as a dollar a day. That would be amazing. <laughs> What's it called again? SelectQuote. Just call or go to selectquote.com to get your free quote. Get the coverage you need at a price you can afford. Call 1-800-694-1010 or go to selectquote.com today. That's 1-800-694-1010 or selectquote.com. Selectquote. We shop. You save. Get full details on example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Monthly premiums vary based on health company and other factors. Not available in all states. AM 1250, The Answer. AM 1250, The Answer.com. Dan Proft. On the next Dan Proft Show, the latest on impeachment 2.0 and Dr. Lyndon Havland, a distinguished scholar at the CUNY School of Public Health and Health Policy on the need for a science-based vaccine distribution plan. All that's coming up on the next Dan Proft Show. If you've got questions, we've got answers. The Dan Proft Show, weeknights at 9 on AM 1250, The Answer. By now, you've heard me talk about my pillow and how it's literally changed my life. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want. They maintain their shape. Made in the USA. For a limited time, Mike is offering his premium MyPillows for his lowest price ever. You can get a standard queen premium MyPillow for $29.98. Originally $69.98. That's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a standard queen premium, but Mike is extending his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use promo code STAG. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800-716-8087 and use promo code STAG. James Brown and Bill Cower welcoming you back to the Midnight Snack Run. This is one turkey obstacle course. Uh-oh. He's eyeballing a jar of candy. That is tempting right off the start. But he pushes it away. He's approaching a plate of iced cookies. He blows right by him for the apple. Oh, the fridge. Looks like he's headed for the soda. Wait, he jukes left, grabs the water bottle. That's the way you execute a Midnight Snack Run. Stand up to cancer and rally. Want you to reduce your risk for cancer. Go to takeahealthystand.org. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP, Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app. Smart speakers. Tune in iHeart or Radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. On the Parkway East, seeing the usual congestion on the outbound side, making your way for Bates Street up to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Inbound heavy as you approach the Fort Pitt Bridge. Inbound Parkway West, volume in spots between 19 and the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Kennedy area, McKees Rocks Road. It's blocked with construction between Heckle Road and Middletown Road. Southbound 51 shut down with slide repair between Franklin Avenue and Everage Aliquippa Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. We'll see considerable cloudiness tonight with a low of 21. Tomorrow will be colder with variable cloudiness. Tomorrow's high, 23. Mostly cloudy skies tomorrow night with a low of 18. Friday, times of clouds and sunshine. Friday will reach a high of 24. Areas of low clouds Friday night, low 14. Saturday, mostly cloudy, high 29. Sunday, cloudy, a bit of snow and sleet in the afternoon with a high of 36. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. 
case you didn't know it, uh, this week is National School Choice Week. Uh, for me, every week is School Choice Week because I think it's unbelievably stupid that parents don't have a choice when it comes to where their kids go to school, public school anyway. Corey DeAngelis is the director of school choice at the Reason Foundation, and he's been uh, all over this. He joins us now, and uh, thanks again for coming on. We've had you on before, Corey. Thanks. Hey, thank you so much for having me. So this is the 10th school choice week. How much progress would you say has been made since the first one, if any? Well, there's been a lot of progress since the uh, initial modern, you know, first modern day voucher program in the United States in Milwaukee in 1990. Over the last three decades, uh, we've gone to essentially no students having access to private school choice initiatives to having uh, over half a million students having access to uh, their education dollars to attend private schools or other home-based private educational options. So I'd say that's a lot of uh, progress, and we've gone from having, you know, around zero programs at that time to having over 60 private school choice programs. So we've come a long way, but we have a long way to go. Everyone should have access to their children's education dollars, uh, regardless of their background, and I think more and more states are pushing for it this year. I've already seen legislation introduced in at least 14 states in this month alone. So I think families are figuring out that school choice is a great idea, especially this year. Uh, hey, we're having a little there's a little strange sound coming from your phone there. Um, I don't know if that's on my end or your end, but, Mike, uh, I, I don't know if we should uh, – I mean, it's, I, I'm okay with it, but I don't know if we should uh... – okay, do you want to try to call him again, Mike? Okay, hey, hey Corey, uh, give me a favor, hang yeah. up. We're going to call you again, see if we get a better line, okay? All right, sounds good. Okay. Um, that's a problem. <laughs> he didn't sound too good there. Uh yeah, it was interesting having John Fedko on because uh, Vincentian Academy, he was the president there, and they just, I didn't even know uh, that they closed um, last, uh, at the end of this last school year, uh, 2020 school year, they were supposed to close. Um, and I went to Catholic schools, and um, I, th- I think that's really important that they be there, and uh, I hate to see that um, that disappear, but it's it's gone. It was in the North Hills, and uh, John was involved in it for a few years as the president. He was very, very much into it. He only had two hundred or one hundred and sixty-three students, and it was money. And uh, that's what's happening to a lot of uh, Catholic schools. Is Corey ready, Mike? Oh, okay, Mike's working on it. Um, so <clears throat> while we're waiting for uh, Corey DeAngelis to come on, there's a bit of news here. Another sports uh, item here that's pretty big. Uh, Jim Rutherford has resigned as general manager of the Penguins, in case you didn't hear that. If you weren't listening to sports uh, radio, um, he resigned. Uh, I don't know if it's effective immediately, um, and they're looking for a replacement. So uh, that's pretty big news. Guy won two Stanley Cups here, and it came kind of out of nowhere. So uh, that's the that's the, uh, the big sports news today. The other thing is uh, I saw <laughs> – we're we're getting the environmental stuff now from uh from uh the big guy and now it's all about wind turbines uh he wants to redirect some of the money to wind turbines and we talked about that yesterday they're ugly they they they're a bad idea and so i hope it fails but uh that's that's what was going on today and uh and and also john Kerry said that the people on the pipeline who lost their jobs 11,000 of them he said they they can get the jobs making solar panels that's what he said anyway Corey's back sorry about that Corey. uh good to have you back on here um have have teachers been revealing themselves uh around the country by their refusal to come back to work in places like chicago Whoops, Corey's not advertising there. for school choice uh, during school choice week. Um, yeah, I mean, you see, the, you know, the 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 teachers unions have been kicking the can down the road in so many places like Chicago every step of the way. I mean, the schools were supposed to reopen a long time ago, and then this week the schools were supposed to reopen on Monday, and then the teachers unions took a vote in Chicago to prevent that from happening. And then uh, the, the district pushed it back to Wednesday today, and then that didn't happen either because the teachers said that they weren't going to come in. Um, and, and this isn't because the teacher unions are ne- necessarily bad people or have bad intentions. It's more of an issue of incentives 
that they know that they can get your education dollars regardless of whether they open their doors for business. And so the solution here is school choice. Allow the funding to follow the child to provide that bottom-up accountability so that the schools will react accordingly uh, to the competitive pressures. If you're if your grocery store doesn't reopen, for example, you could take your money elsewhere. And I think similarly, people are figuring out that if your school doesn't reopen, you should certainly be able to take your children's education dollars elsewhere. In fact, in, in Illinois, there's a, a bill that was just introduced by a legislator there to revise the school code to, uh, it, to provide a provision that if the school doesn't reopen for in-person instruction, the family would be able to take their children's education dollars to a private school or to a home-based option, uh, but it's just introduced at this point. Uh, who knows where, where it's going to go. Yeah, it's it's time to start firing the teachers who don't show up for work. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know what else they need to see to see that the kids are not dangerous, <clears throat> and uh, unless you're 75 years old or have some other kind of condition, even if you do get it, your chances of dying, of surviving, are like 99.9. So I don't know mm-hmm. what the big deal is. But um, I well, saw where well, you meant. Not, Go ahead. It's not about safety. It's, it's more about incentives. Um, they're responding oh, but they're rationally. Using, they're using safety, though, as an excuse. Yeah, they're, are, they're saying it's because of safety. But, you know, anybody, it, it's because the schools, even though they're one of the safest places to be open, they're one of the last places to be open in so many places. Only when you're looking at the public school sector, though, the private schools have been fighting to reopen or they've been open for a long time or they've been open the whole time. And they've even taken the fights to the courts. When the private schools are told that they can't open, they fight back against the government. The public schools and the teachers unions have been thanking the government for closing things down. And it's again, it's because the incentives are completely different. The public schools get your money regardless of whether they open their doors for business. Right. And Catholic schools got to, you're spending big money to go there. They better be in business. Um, yeah, exactly, so, because they, under, they understand you could take that money somewhere else to another school that's more than happy to serve uh, those students. Now, I saw where you mentioned that during the pandemic, parents are frustrated because they've seen their kids sitting at home uh, looking at screens while money is still being funneled to closed buildings. Nine months of that can get pretty annoying, I'm guessing. And, and that would get yeah, people to start it, looking it, for alternatives. Yeah, and I mean, in this sense, the teachers' unions kind of overplayed their hand because now school choice support is on the rise. And that's why I said earlier the teachers' unions are essentially providing free advertising for school choice initiatives. And if you look at the two latest nationwide polls on this, one from Real Clear Opinion Research, support for school choice has gone up by 10 percentage points in just a few months between April and August of 2020 from 67% in April to 77% support in August. And then another uh, uh, nationwide survey from EdChoice similarly found large upticks in every type of support for every type of school choice since last year. And I think it's because the families are seeing that they're getting the short end of the stick. They're getting a bad deal and they know it. They're seeing that the schools are, are still getting their children's education dollars regardless of whether they're open. And they're having to scramble at the 11th hour to try to figure things out for their students. Meanwhile, with the public school's version of remote learning, failure rates are going up. And this is having very negative effects on so many students across the country. And I think this is causing families to wake up. They're starting to see that there's no good reason to fund institutions when you can fund the students directly instead. And we should have the money follow the child so that families can actually have real options. Yeah, you you refer to it as um, legislation to start funding students instead of institutions. Uh, yeah. That's, that's, that's the whole idea, right? That's exactly what it is. A lot of people think of this as school choice, but that, people get confused when you introduce that term. So I just like to say what it, what it is exactly. It's funding students instead of institutions, just like we do with so many other taxpayer-funded initiatives, including other education initiatives. Think about the Pell Grant for higher education. The funding doesn't go to a school, and then you, they don't force people to go to a particular college. The money goes right. to the student, and the student have, has a choice in the matter, public or private. Same thing with pre-K programs, including the federal Head Start program. The money goes to the family, and the family can choose public or private providers. I'm just arguing we should do the same thing when it comes to the in-between years through K-12 education. I think what's really interesting here, though, is that a lot of the people who support funding students directly when it comes to higher education and pre-K, 
they get all up in arms when it comes to the in-between years with K-12. And the reason for that logical inconsistency, in my opinion, and I think it's actually a fact, is that the power dynamics differ. Choice is the norm when it comes to higher education and pre-K and essentially every other service industry that we have in the United States. But choice when it comes to K-12 education threatens a monopoly. And that's the problem there. You have an entrenched special interest that profits from getting your child's education dollars regardless of your choice. And this year, regardless of whether they even open their doors for business. And so they fight really hard to prevent anything from changing uh, that revenue source. So is the biggest obstacle always going to be the money that Democrats get from the teachers union unions? Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's not it's, it should be a bipartisan issue. It should be a nonpartisan issue. If you look at the surveys of Democrats and Republicans alike and people from all different types of backgrounds, they tend to support funding students directly as opposed to the institutions. But when you look at the votes that are happening in the state legislatures all across the United States right now, for example, Iowa and um, uh, Iowa just uh, passed a bill out of their uh, Senate Education Committee and their uh, Ways and Means, Means Committee, and every single Democrat on those committees voted against it, and most of the Republicans voted for them, and that led to uh, uh, the bill passing passing through the committee to the full Senate. So when you look in the legislature, it seems to be a, a partisan thing in, in, in many states, but when you look at the constituents, it's really not. It's an, School choice is an equalizer. It creates competition. It creates benefits for taxpayers and students, and it creates uh, benefits for teachers too uh, through the, that, those competitive pressures. At the same time, the prob- the only problem is that there's an entrenched monopoly that wants to keep your children's education dollars, which is the teachers' unions. And they do happen to, uh, if you look at the donations from so many teachers' unions, they overwhelmingly go to Democratic candidates. We're talking to Corey DeAngelis. He's the director of school choice at the Reason Foundation. Um, this is the one thing that's always uh, bothered me about it, Corey, is that I, can you think of anything in politics that has for a long period of time showed to have as much support uh, among the voters and just regular people as school choice but has failed to be passed? I mean – I can't think of anything where you keep hearing uh, they do surveys among black voters. They're overwhelmingly in support of, of school choice, but they still vote for Democrats who are opposed to it. Um, and just in general, there's, as you just gave the numbers, and they're still, you, they can't turn those numbers into school choice. Well, it's going to happen. I mean, we have 14 states that have introduced bills this month alone, and support for school choice is skyrocketing. I think it's, it's, it's past a, an escape velocity that the social conscience has started to figure out that, again, there's no good reason to fund systems when you can fund students directly instead. And I think so many more people are just figuring it out, and it's really clicking. And I think we're going to see that 2021 might just be the year of school choice. So what would be your, um, your ideal plan for giving parents total freedom with what they do with their public money for education? Yeah, the best form of this is something called an education savings account. The funding that would have went to your child to the traditional public school that they're residentially assigned to would follow the child, which still could go to the public school if you want want to have that choice. That that choice is still on the table. But if not, a portion of that funding would follow the child and their family to an education savings account, and then those funds could be used to pay for any government-approved educational expenditure, which could be private school tuition and fees, it could be pandemic pods and micro schools, it could be used for any home-based education expenditures, it could be used for online learning if that works best for your child, it could be used for tutoring and textbooks and curriculum, it allows for the ultimate form of customization and flexibility for individual families, and it even takes us from, from school choice to education choice. Is there any example of that being done anywhere on the planet? Yeah, there's five states that already have uh, forms of education savings accounts. A couple of the states are Arizona and Tennessee. Um, these are overwhelmingly targeted to students who have special needs. But there are many of these bills of the, of the 14 states that have introduced bills this year. Most of them are proposing to do education savings accounts for a much larger portion of the population. And I think that's the right step forward to 
make this accessible to everyone. Everyone, regardless of your background, should be able to take their children's education dollars to the educational provider of their choosing, whatever educational setting works best for them. After all, education funding is supposed to be about educating the children. It's not supposed to be about propping up and protecting any particular institution. So we should fund the student and not the system. Jimmy Carter created the, uh, the Department of Education, uh, so it hasn't been around that long. I'm talking about the Federal Department of Education. What would getting uh, rid of that cabinet position do for the movement? Well, only about 8% of uh, education expenditures come from the federal level. So although we have um, an, a new administration that's not very friendly to private school choice initiatives, I'm still optimistic because 92% of the K-12 education expenditures come from state and local levels, and that's where we're seeing most of the progress in those state legislatures this year. And that's great because that, that's where it matters the most. That's where you're going to get most bang for your buck. That's when you're going to see the most change. And, you know, education is a state level and local level issue. Uh, so I'm, I'm optimistic that school choice is going to continue to move forward despite the new administration. Now you're very passionate about this. Uh, how are you? Do you travel around the country trying to sell this idea? I want to say selling this idea. It's just uh, showing people the the merits of, of the arguments for school choice and knocking down all the horrible arguments that the other side tries to provide. Uh, so I actually have a book that I recently co-edited with uh, Neil McCluskey over at the Cato Institute here in Washington, D.C., called School Choice Myths setting the record straight on education freedom where we knocked down 12 of the biggest myths in the debate because none of them hold up to any scrutiny whatsoever when you look at basic ev- logic and then the overwhelming empirical evidence on the topic. And I, I do travel across the United States as well and make the case for educational freedom because, again, there aren't any good arguments against it. What's the – got a minute left. What's the biggest myth and the one that, you'd, the one that would be the yeah, most okay. important to get rid of? <laughs> Yeah, it's the one that everybody has heard, that school choice in one way or another defunds the public schools, or that school choice siphons away funding from the public schools, to which I respond. No, we lost Corey. That's strange. Okay, well, uh, we appreciate Corey DeAngelis being on. Uh, he's the director of school choice at the Reason Foundation. And the message from him, obviously, is that uh, it's up to you to do something locally if you want to fix it. And the state legislatures, uh, as, he's, as he pointed out, in 14 states have started it. You need to contact your local uh, uh, state reps and uh, state senators and get them to do something about it. We'll be right back. Some home repairs just can't wait for spring, especially a leaky roof or drafty old windows. Well, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, windows, gutters, and downspouts, siding, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew, so don't put it off. Right now, Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through dollar bank. Get new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office. Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial, aluminum, wood, and composite. And to show their appreciation to stag fans everywhere, you'll also get 10% off your total project when you mention this show. Get 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and 10% off. Backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com. Wow. I think we can all agree that a lot went wrong in 2020. But you can start 2021 off right with a resolution to help protect your identity and personal info using LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. The sad truth is, one in five people have been a victim of identity theft. But LifeLock alerts you to potential threats to your identity. And they see more than you can when you just monitor your credit. Like your info for sale on the dark web. And if there's a problem, LifeLock's U.S.-based restoration specialists know the steps to take to help resolve your case. Of course... 
No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But LifeLock is the New Year's resolution that helps you protect what you've worked so hard for. Get 25% off your first year with promo code SMART at LifeLock.com. That's promo code SMART for up to 25% off at LifeLock.com. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Now, as I mentioned, when we were waiting to rehook up with uh, Corey DeAngelis there, the, uh, today was uh, Energy Day, uh, I guess, at the White House. They talked about uh, what they're going to do with uh, gas and oil and how they're going to have electric cars for all the, the entire federal fleet. And, uh, his, and then, of course, there's Joe Biden's nominee to be the Department of, uh, head of the Department of Energy. It's Jennifer Granholm. You may remember her as a former governor of Michigan. Uh, she was a disaster when it came to uh, spending money on um, alternative energy. Uh, she provided a $9.1 million refundable tax credit to a renewable energy company registered to the address of a single wide trailer. $9 million to somebody in a trailer uh, and run by a convicted embezzler named Richard Short. What else do you need to know? If I'm, if I'm doing the... This is just this is why what's what's happening in the world now in Washington D.C. You are inter, you were looking for an energy uh, department head, and here's this person that gave nine point one million dollars in refundable tax credit to a renewable energy company that was registered to the address of a single wide trailer run by a convicted embezzler named Richard Short. Now, if you saw that information, let's see, we have here. Um, Jennifer Granholm. Let's check out her credentials. Well, I see she gave nine million dollars to a a, uh, a convicted embezzler who lived in a <laughs> in a single wide trailer. Uh, she also granted ten million dollars to an electric car battery manufacturer manufacturer in two thousand and nine, and said in a press conference that it would help make Michigan the alternative energy capital of North America. Uh, it also got two hundred and forty nine million dollars in a federal grant from Obama, and then filed for bankruptcy. In 2012, and uh, it's a subsidiary right now of a Chinese firm, Watchang America. That's the person that they're they're presenting as the person to head the the energy department. (laughs) Nine million dollars to a guy in a trailer who's an embezzled, uh, who's a convicted embezzler. What else do you need to know? The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.